Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, and Sean Engel producing our show. Week 17 in the NFL. We just were talking about the uh, Jets and Pats. And um, you had mentioned uh, about Josh Allen... I think you said uh, that he would could be like a, a top two quarterback from this year's quarterback class. Um, where do you put uh, Darnold? I mean, who's your top two? Is it Baker? I know you like Baker. Baker Mayfield. I do. I, I like Baker okay. a lot. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, only, yeah. only quarterback I would have liked the Giants to have taken over Barkley if he was there. But if he was there at number two, it was because Cleveland took Barkley, so uh, it would have it would have been no choice at that point. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, Donald. You know, Donald is definitely coming into his own again. Another quarterback who looked, you know unhealthy at the beginning of the season like he had no clue what he was doing he's definitely starting to yeah he's definitely starting to play much better football of late um so i i give him mad respect for that he's grown a a ton this season um Mm -hmm. so i do i have him as my number three look josh rosen is probably the only one who hasn't shown any kind of improvement at all in this offense Mm -hmm. it just but he's playing behind you know probably one of the worst offensive lines in the game and you know Mm -hmm. just this offense has just not seemed to all year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that part of it was due to injury, but the Jets were smart. They took advantage of that and, and gave, uh, I feel, they gave Donald some extra time off, almost like a, a some personal time to kind of, you know, regroup, reset, hit the reset button, and it's worked. You know, he's, he's definitely uh, has improved, showed market improvement as the season's gone on. So, so would you put him, let's say, right now, three? I mean, uh, would you put him ahead of yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yes, Lamar Jackson, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Look, Lamar Jackson is winning football games for a few different reasons. First of all, you know, with his rushing attempts, they're, they're keeping the clock moving, so they're keeping the other offense off the field. Uh, and because mm-hmm. of that, when the offense does come on the field, they got to work a little quicker, and they're going against mm-hmm. one of the best defenses in the game. You know, so that, mm-hmm. that whole combination is really tough for opposing offenses to beat. You know, that's why it's working. The problem is... Is he has a long way to go in the passing game. Um, he, right. he just isn't. He, every once in a while, look, I'll be honest, every once in a while he throws a beautiful pass. Uh, the touchdown <laughs> pass to Mark Andrews on the outside, yeah. just over the shoulder, was beautiful. But then, you know, he's got five or six others that are nowhere near the, the point of impact. Um, and mm-hmm. he needs to work on that. That He was a project coming out. Everybody kind of assumed that he was the project, yes. but he was behind Flacco, so he'd get a chance. Well, he got his chance. He's winning right now, but we've seen other good, young running quarterbacks come in in this league, have a good first season, and then mm-hmm. kind of fall apart after that as defenses realize that he's not going to beat them with his arm. Mm. And uh, very good points. And, and speaking of Flacco, where do you think he uh, ends up uh, next year? Oh, um I think there's a chance he could end up in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, may, mm-hmm. maybe Tom Coughlin thinks he could do something with him. Uh, I don't know. He, he's Look, he, he's got a good arm. You, you got three good young wide receivers in Jacksonville uh, that have some speed to them. If they can make that work, and, and with, along with a good power running game, you know, it might mm-hmm. be the best place in the world for him. Mm-hmm. Not, not New York? Not New York where? Giants. 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, God, no. Let, let us not make that mistake, too, guys. Besides, I, I'm pretty sure we're locked in. Eli's coming back from 19. It, it, it almost looks certain to me that Eli's going to be back for 2019. I'll tell you, man. Uh, I would, you know, very, very preliminary look at the quarterback class coming out. It's, it's way, way weaker than, than last year's. And uh, this kid uh, Ebert from Oregon is staying. He's right. He announced. Yeah, right. He's, he's not coming out. So uh, I mean, which is a little bit of a shock. Out. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, good for him. He wants to stay in school. I, I get all that. Good for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if he gets hurt while he's in school this year, he's going to be kind of screwed. Which is always mm-hmm. the downside to that move. But on the upside, I mean, he would have come into this draft class as you know, at least maybe not the top quarterback, but definitely top three if. You know, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. less than that, and probably would have gotten picked fairly early and made a, a good payday out of it. So, you know, it, it's a little interest, it's interesting to me, but, I, you know, long term, I get it. He's just mm-hmm. got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? I mean, I was looking at his numbers. They don't really knock your socks off, to tell you the truth. Uh, and I'd have to pull up his stats, you know, in, in front of me to tell you exactly what I saw. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he d- develops. And obviously, he's got to stay healthy, too. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, do some research. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about potential, you know, uh, the uh, the potential coming out of the NFL draft from the different positions, uh, and we'll obviously talk uh, playoffs. You know, there's some uh, playoff uh, scenarios where there's some fantasy implications as well. Uh, the you're you write for the uh, the Fighting Chance people, right? Uh, Ryan and Steve, great people. Yep. They, they, yep. They're having a they're having the a fantasy. Uh, help me out here. Where uh, you're picking players, but you can only pick them. No more than twice throughout the playoffs? Yeah, and actually, I'm setting it up for him. <laughs> so you're talking to the right guy. Um, yes, we're doing a, a fantasy playoff uh, league on uh, My yes. Fantasy League um, mm. where uh, you can play any player you want any week. Everybody can. We're hoping to have over 100 people in, in the league by the time it starts rolling wild card weekend. Right. Uh, we're ready. I think we have 70 in already. Um, I'm one of them. But, yep. And... Uh, <laughs> So the, what you can do is you can start any player you want in any given week, but you can only use those players twice throughout the entire playoffs. So if you use right. them in wild card weekend, you can only use them once more. You know, if you use them mm-hmm. in the first two weekends, then you can't use them anymore. So it mm-hmm. it really becomes a strategy on who you think is going to make it to the Super Bowl. So you make sure you have some good scoring players left when you get to Super mm-hmm. Bowl weekend. Right, right. Should be fun. Should be fun. So there's different ways to entwine fantasy over the next several weeks. DFS lineups, uh, leagues like the one that uh, the Taz just described. So, uh, yeah, we'll be here for you to get at least uh, through next week to get you through that and give you uh, ideas of who to use. And, yeah, uh, we're doing the same for- type of leagues on the Frenzy for the Frenzy show. We actually mm-hmm. have four of them going, um, mm-hmm. which are only one and dones, which means you can only use a player once throughout the right. playoffs, uh, which makes it even a little bit harder. So we, we got four of those type of leagues going as well. Uh, it should be interesting. It definitely keeps us going, keeps us talking. It's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, there will be no Packers or Lions players in, in these leagues because that's the next game <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> uh, Lions at the Packers. Packers, uh, an eight-point favorite, 45 over under. Uh, it's going to be in the mid-20s in, in Green Bay. Uh, uh, Lions are 2-5 and five against the spread in their past seven in Green Bay. And they haven't scored more than 20 points in six straight games just overall on the season. So it's been a, a terrible season for the poor Lions. And for the Packers, it's the first time that they have uh, back-to-back losing seasons since uh, the 1990-1991 seasons. Well, nice stat. Um, yeah, the Packers, look, it finally Rodgers woke up last week. Yeah, and he even mm-hmm. started that game slow, but he came alive once the Jets got up to a big lead, uh, mm-hmm. uh, amazingly enough. But he finally came alive. Unfortunately, most people didn't start him last week because he hadn't been mm-hmm. doing crap all year mm-hmm. up until that mm-hmm. point. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, he did all that damage on most people's benches. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, 474 passing yards, four touchdowns last week. Uh, against the Lions, he's been very successful. 11 touchdowns, no picks, last three. Uh, Lions actually won the uh, first matchup this season, 31 to 23. Uh, Packers looking for uh, a new head coach. They interviewed uh, the old Lions coach, Jim Caldwell, who had uh, two straight nine and seven seasons with the Lions before they uh, shipped him out. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, you know, mm. I think they're just doing their due diligence, what they have to do, right. and you know, bring people in and interview as many as they Chuck need Pagano to. Too, yeah, um, coach. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know there's rumors out there now that uh, the, you know, very good possibility they could be looking at the northwest, northwestern coach. Uh, man, I can't think of his name right at the moment. Sorry, guys, it's just slipping me. Uh, but he has, you know, he has some ties with the the GM there, so that could be interesting. He's done a great job at Northwestern. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I can't remember his name. Jeez, I hate when I do that. Blank out totally. Um, it'll probably come back to me later, but yeah, so they're, they're definitely looking around. They need to, I think they need to come up with somebody who's going to give them, give this offense a little shot in the arm and get away from all the predictable play calling that we saw from them this year. Hmm. Uh, Jamal Williams, you talked about CJ Anderson helping some, uh, some people win their fantasy championships what about jamal williams last week taking over for aaron jones 15 for 95 a touchdown six catches for 61 yards against uh, you know at that time the uh, a very solid jets uh rush defense it, you know over the previous five weeks they had been number one in the league and he, he mm-hmm. came out and had a really good game against him um, you know, yeah. which surprised me. I wasn't expecting that at all. And, uh, you know, he, he won a lot of championships for people with that performance. Yeah. Pat Fitzgerald, by the way, that's the name of the Northwestern coach. Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, thank you. Man, that was bugging yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, no, no problem. That's okay. <laughs> it happens. It happens to me all the freaking time. Uh, uh, it's just uh, a uh, basis of getting much, old. <laughs> uh, we, do, we just have too much uh, information in there. It's like a sponge. Sometimes we've got to squeeze a sponge, right, so they can take new information in there, right? Uh, but um, uh, one of the uh, more disappointing seasons, and, uh, you know, we, we talked about, listen, you, you and I are not picking a quarterback in the first round, and you, you try to wait 8, 9, 10 if we can. And the guy that we've always done it, and we've spoken about this guy um, throughout the year that's been very disappointing. Matthew Stafford, quarterback 20 this season, quarterback 5, and I'm talking about just overall fantasy scoring. Uh, Touchdown rate, average yards per attempt, yards per game, all lower this season. Uh, What are you thinking about uh, Stafford? You know, do you think that's on him? I mean, uh, I mean, Marvin Jones went down for the year. If you golden, they traded golden Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, and and no Eric Ebron, who did really nothing for the Lions. All of a sudden, he turned into a touchdown machine for the Colts. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Ebron had a a great season again. You know, you got to look at that as being part on the coaches not getting him as high. Highly involved, not using him as creatively as uh, Indianapolis has this year, which has really made him grow. Look, he, he had a decent year last year with Detroit. Um, if you look at the numbers, it, it wasn't as trash as everybody seems to make it out to be. But he's definitely, of course, had a major year this year with uh, Indianapolis. And um, I, I, some of it has to do with Stafford. Some of it has to do with the fact that you know they were reestablished in the running game with Carry On Johnson there. Stafford didn't have to throw as much uh, as often, which is it, that's always been his key to fantasy success was the fact that he was throwing the ball 40 or more times a game each and every week because they really didn't have a running game. They haven't had a, a solid running game in a long time, so it really was all on his shoulders. This year, it wasn't all on his shoulders. Plus, when it was, he was losing the players around him that he needed uh, to mm-hmm. to do that with, and you know, all of that combined really just came came in to bite him this year and he just like you said quarterback 20 not even on fantasy radars for a while now and you know Mm -hmm. he showed why in the last what i think six weeks uh didn't even top uh, 16 fantasy points i think maybe one week Mm -hmm. he had 16 i'm trying to think but no i don't i don't think so last five weeks i think he was under 16 fantasy points in each and every week of those weeks Uh, i'm trying to remember who uh off the top of my head let's see uh well, he had 5.8 week 16. He had 14.4 in week 15. 
I think like six points, just under six points in week 14. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's, he's been terrible down the stretch. What's your strategy? Do you, do you wait that long, eight, nine, or ten round when it comes to quarterbacks? Always, yes, in, um, because yeah. I can always get Philip Rivers there. And, you know, mm-hmm. year in and year out, he always ends up a, a top 12 quarterback, and you can get him. Mm-hmm. Like this year, he was coming off the board as the 15th, 16th quarterback again. Um, yet mm-hmm. he's having a, another solid season, although he did let you down in the, the championship round. He let me down in the championship round, so bad on you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cousins killed me. Uh, yeah. I, I will never draft Kirk Cousins again. And then sometimes when you look at his numbers, overall they're pretty decent. But just the consistency, you know, and uh, so um, Kirk Cousins is done for me. <laughs> hey, well, you can say that about a lot of quarterbacks this year. I mean, Drew Brees ended the season, at, well, ended yeah. so far this season because uh, he's not going to play this week at, at quarterback eight. But again, you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy who was definitely way up and down. Uh, he had, mm-hmm. what, I think one, two, trying to think in the top of my head, at least four games I can remember that mm-hmm. he was less than like 12 fantasy points, which is unheard of mm-hmm. from him. And we started to see towards the end, you know, the yeah. reason being what happened to him last year. The defenses started playing better again, and the running game, right. you know, once they got Ingram back, became a bigger yes. part of the offense. So that, you know, again, right. takes the ball out of his hands. You know, it, mm-hmm. quarterbacks, fantasy quarterbacks, the best ones are the ones throwing the ball the most. It's a simple fact. Absolutely. That's why Blake Bortles was a really good fantasy quarterback because he'd always have a great second half, right? Great fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, garbage time. <laughs> garbage time. Beautiful. We fantasy players love garbage time. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the NFL teams don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, anyone? Uh, Although he's going to get game? his chance again this week. Yeah, shockingly, right? Hey, I, I think, hey, look, you, you, if you're playing in the GPP this week, you know, I think this is, a, he might be a guy that you, you want to take a chance on. Maybe stack him mm-hmm. in D.D. Westbrook. Uh, you know, definitely not going to be highly owned, and that's what you're right. kind of looking for in that GPP. And, look, he has a chance against his Houston defense to put up big numbers. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, finish going over the uh, – Lions Packers, see if there's any DFS goodness we could uh, squeeze out of this game. Take a look at uh, the Panthers and Saints. No Drew Brees this week. We got uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Get Taz's uh, take on Teddy Bridgewater when we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update, Bell Biv DeVoe. A little poison, right? That's trying to think of the uh, yeah, trying to think of the band that they they were they were originally. There was a band that they that they the, the lead singer sounded just like uh, Michael Jackson. It was it was, all, that was uh, thinking of. Yeah, yeah, New Edition. There you go, right? Right. Kind of. Some of the guys from New Edition started Bell Biv DeVoe, right? That's right. There you go. All right. Not Candy my favorite decade from, uh, little, of uh, music. New Edition. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked about you don't like the '80s in terms of music, right? Not really. <laughs> you're not a big Tony Basil. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. No. That, that's not one of your favorite songs? Okay. <laughs> All right. And you know, as, as we, we speak, uh, producer Sean Angle is probably looking for that song. 
because that's just what it does. <laughs> so that that Packers Lions game, uh, just any uh, DFS goodness coming out of here that you would that you would use. Uh, by the way, uh, Devontae Adams questionable, gonna play right, but uh, he needs 134 yards to break Jordy Nelson's single season Packers receiving record. Of and, and Devontae Adams, we spoke about it just. Uh, a phenomenal season. Uh, ended up being a wide receiver once uh, for the year, uh, uh, coming into Week 17. But anybody you like here? You like Kenny Galladay uh, in a DFS lineup? Galladay should be in play. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not sure I love him, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Green Bay is definitely not the greatest defense. Yeah, four catches, 98 yards, a touchdown when they met the first time this season for the Packers. Uh, what are we thinking about for uh, the Lions for next year? Carry on Johnson. Uh, I mean, this is uh, head coach uh, Matt Patricia is a uh, Belichick disciple. He's not going to give Carry uh, on Johnson 20 carries a game, is he? I hope he is. <laughs> no, I, I think they're going to get him involved. They want, they want to have a strong running game. So yeah. I think he gets plenty of work next year. Mm-hmm. All right. And, of course, uh, Marvin Jones uh, went down with a season-ending injury uh, earlier this year. So uh, we'll see what he comes back. Uh, if he is in play, what type of uh, an impact he's going to have next year as well. But uh, we'll move on. Uh, by the way, you think that the uh, Packers could cover, what is it, eight points we said? Oh, man. Eight. <laughs> These games are so hard to figure out. Well, who's going to be the there? Season. I, yeah. I, I think I like Green Bay covering because I'm pretty sure yeah. Detroit is just feels dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Panthers Saints. We got uh, like I mentioned, no Drew Brees today. It's going to be interesting. Who who actually plays for the Saints? Right. Uh, they've clinched the NFC South division title, home field advantage. They don't need to to to, to take a chance on some of their players uh, getting hurt. Got Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, and a lot of people want him to be the next uh, New York Giants quarterback. Oh, I'd love for him to be the next New York Giants quarterback. <laughs> to me, that would be the best scenario going. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you love about? Do you, I mean, do you love this guy, or are you just you know? I mean, I think he's a good young quarterback that can get better with uh, more playing time. Look, it was he. The injury that took him off the field, I just, I like what I yeah. see from him. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Michael Thomas, probably not going to play much, right? Uh, I wonder how much of these running backs, these uh, Saints running backs, we're going to see. I don't think we'll see much at all from the the main guys. uh, uh, We're looking at at some backups playing here, more than likely getting most of the playing time. Mm -hmm. Can we squeeze anything out of the Saints team in the DFS lineup? uh, Maybe a Kirkwood or uh, maybe a Traquan Smith finally uh, coming back and doing something? Well, I I did put in one of my DFS lineups, I have a Bridgewater uh, Kirkwood stack. Um, just mm-hmm. because I thought there's a good chance that on the, in practices they probably threw a lot to each other. Well, you know, Bridgewater right. throwing to Kirkwood, probably a lot on the side. Um, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. – since Bridgewater's been there, uh, you know, I know Ted Ginn's back, so some people are speculating it might be Ted Ginn, but I'm a little off on that because since mm-hmm. Bridgewater's been back, Ginn's been hurt. So mm-hmm. it, it's not like they've had a lot of time to work together. Right, right. That's a very good point in terms of the connection uh, between Bridgewater and Kirkwood. Uh, what about your your, your boy uh, Ben Watson? This is his last game. Uh, maybe they get him involved in the offense, get a little swan song, right? And, and what's interesting, I think that Ben Watson in his first year, I think he won the, uh, was on the Super Bowl winning team, uh, the Patriots, right? And if uh, the Saints could win the Super Bowl, what a way to go out, right? You could come into the league winning a Super Bowl and leave the league Winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> it would definitely be a dream season, even without having a great season. A good way to finish his career. Yeah. Now, I think the Saints should uh, make it their business to get him involved. Give him a nice little send-off for the regular season. Yeah, why not? At this point, they're, they're not playing for anything else. One Might as well play for a little something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Panthers side, we, we mentioned uh, undrafted free agent Kyle Allen's going to get the start. 
for the Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey looks like he's probably not going to play. Have you heard like anything different? No, I'm hearing he's going to play. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, How much, you know, though? Healthy enough to play, but that's it. I just don't think he plays much. We're talking mm-hmm. about a guy who's had you know plenty of work already, and they're already talking about you know next year probably taking that down a notch. So why play him this week when it means absolutely nothing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, basically, when looking at the Panthers, we're talking next year, right? Uh, what are we thinking about Cam Newton's future? Do you, th- you know, I mean. That shoulder that has been bothering him all year long finally uh, shut him down. Last three weeks that he played, 19, 10, and four fantasy points. Uh, doesn't really have a, a solid wide receiver one yet. Do you think that that wide receiver one for the Panthers is on their roster? Like uh, DJ Moore, could he develop into one? You know, Curtis Samuel. I mean, it's it's not going to be Funchess, I don't think, right? No, Funch is mo- most chance. likely gone. Yeah, yeah he's most yeah. likely gone. Um, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's a free agent, so I don't expect them bring him back. Um, mm-hmm. it, it could be DJ Moore. He has pretty much morphed into that role this year, the second half mm-hmm. of the season. He's really been their number one. Um, mm-hmm. Samuel is kind of that gadget play that does a little bit of everything for them, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't really expect him to take that role. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to do see what they do with tight end, uh, whether Olsen is going to come back or if it's going to be Ian Thomas from the start of the season. So th- mm-hmm. they definitely have some questions that need to be answered. Yeah. Uh, here's a million-dollar question. <laughs> Saints are favored by seven. <laughs> Can they cover? Can Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. This is a showcase game for him, right? It is absolutely a showcase game for him. I, I, at this point, we're not hearing much, but I expect Breeze to come back. I don't see any reason for him not to. Right, um, exactly, he still feels yeah. like he wants to play. So it, this Unless could definitely be the game. Wins the Super Bowl and says bye bye. <laughs> or and, buy or that's of, possible uh, too. It's definitely possible. Yeah. That's why they went out and yeah. got Bridgewater just for that instance. But if right. not, then Bridgewater might be somebody that New Orleans is looking to trade away. Uh, so mm-hmm. it could absolutely be a, a showcase game for him. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you think, uh, I, I don't know, I, I see this being a, a fairly close game just because a, a lot of, uh, we, we don't know what the heck is going to happen in terms of who's playing and who's not. I mean, do you, do you think that the Saints could cover this one? I mean, it's a game I would definitely not bet. Yeah, and that's how I feel. I, I, I couldn't touch this game with, with so much on both sides that we just don't yeah. know. Um, you know, Sure, they can cover. I, I like Bridgewater yeah. better than the rookie going in Carolina. <laughs> but with you know Michael Thomas probably not playing, Kamara not playing, yeah. Ingram not playing, yeah. we just don't know what around him is actually going to come, come into play here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, with the Panthers, your opinion, you think uh, Greg Olson's done? His career's over? I think he chooses for it to be over at this point. You know, there, there were talk mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to come back in this season because he had the mm-hmm. chance to go into the booth. Well, I think after this season, I think he takes that shot. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get away from this uh, this disturbing game because there's really not much going on there uh, except for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jags at the Texans. Texans a six and a half point favorite, uh, 40 over under. There's actually some playoff uh, implications here. Houston clinches the AFC South with a win. Uh, or if uh, the uh, Colts and uh, the Titans tie. <laughs> Uh, a this few is, other yeah, this is a big game for Houston. Need they win. need this win. Yes. Um, yes. And I think Jacksonville is going to make it their mission to not let it happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because, it, you yeah. know, it, not for anything else but pride. I, I think yes. they want to take Houston down. And I don't think Houston is as good as their record is. I'm sorry. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense hasn't been that great all year. Their offensive line hasn't been that great. I'm pretty sure they're a one-and-done team in the playoffs. So I mm-hmm. think this is a game where Jacksonville's defense comes out on top. I actually like Jacksonville and the points. Yeah. 
Jacksonville's defense just shows up every once in a while and reminds you just how good they can be, right? Um, I tell you, I'm, I'm avoiding Texans running backs. Uh, Jaguars, 2.68 yards per carry to running backs past two weeks. I know it's the Dolphins and Redskins, but still, uh, you know. And uh, Lamar. Well, Miller, one of those Redskins is a thousand-yard rusher that we never saw coming. Uh, who uh, Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know but, about uh, you, but I didn't expect him to get anywhere close to that once Washington signed him. No, I can't lie to you and say, yeah, I knew uh, he was going to be a thousand-yard rusher. But you know, uh, keeps on chugging along. Uh, you know, uh, Lamar Miller going to play, but coming off that ankle injury, you don't know if he's 100. percent Deontay Foreman finally. Uh, we've been waiting for weeks. It, it seems like years for him to uh, to play again, right? Uh, seven carries. For minus one yard, but uh, <laughs> did get a, a receiving touchdown. I think he's more of a disruptor in terms of uh, Miller's uh, production, right? And there's Alfred Boo is always there. As well. Yeah, at this point, well. it's hard to, to trust Miller. First of all, he hasn't had a great season. Uh, he had a couple of good games towards the end, but he hasn't yeah. had a great season at all. And with mm. Blue there and Foreman there now, we're talking, I think, a full-blown committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was trying to remind myself why everyone just goes crazy over Deontay Foreman, and uh, I looked at his his last year at Texas, 2,028 yards, uh, 6.4 yards per carry for his college career. So, uh, oh yeah, he, he had great numbers in yeah. college, and yeah. but the, the yeah. big thing I think for everybody was there was still hope with him. Because yeah. you just didn't know, you know, with the way Miller was playing and the fact that Alfred Blue has been a journeyman all his year, you know, all his career, that there was a good yeah. chance that we saw Foreman come in and take over that lead back role if he showed anything. So there was just right. hope there. At a time of year, there wasn't a lot of hope. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh do you have any hope that Blake Bortles is going to get it done? Obviously you do. You so say you put him in a DFS lineup. Yes, I did. I, I'll take the shot on him against this this defense that's just been terrible against the pass over the last five weeks. They've been thirty first, giving up eight passing touchdowns, taking no interceptions, um, and they've mm-hmm. also given up three touchdowns on the ground to opposing quarterbacks and over two hundred yards that way. So over the last five weeks, they've averaged three hundred total yards a week to the quarterback and over two touchdowns a game. Hmm. Uh, looks like no uh, Leonard Fournette. We spoke about that, that he's doubtful for this week. Uh, do you think that, that Fournette is a is first-round pick next year? No. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to invest in Fournette in a first-round pick next year. I'd be surprised <laughs> if he goes before a fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. All right, because I was going to ask you, Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette, obviously Dalvin Cook. I would take him over that, but we still got the same concern with Cook. I mean, he, two years in a row, he's missed a significant part of the season to injury. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be uh, a first-round pick either. <laughs> yeah. T.J. Eldon this week, you like him in uh, any DFS lineups? I'm scared. Between him and Hyde, I'm not sure who's going to get most of the work, although Hyde is a little banged up, so it might be Yeldon Gay. Um, mm-hmm. And if that happens, then I like him. If Yeldon gets the majority of carries, look, he's had a great season for them as a backup. Mm-hmm. So I think he could absolutely have a good game against this Houston defense that hasn't been playing well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, I, 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 you know, what comes of, of Carlos Hyde. Uh, oh, he's definitely gone his... from Jacksonville. They're not going to pay him again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he could be a, a running back one on a team, or is he relegated now to being, you know, just basically oh, no, a backup? I th- look, he was a running back one with Cleveland before they decided they wanted to let Chubb get going. Uh, and mm-hmm. I get that. The good young guy that they want to invest their future in showed them promise, and they wanted to roll with it, and it worked for them. He's had a good season. Mm-hmm. So it worked for them that way, and they got rid of the salary that, they were paying Hyde, which was good for them. And they got their rookie on the field. They got to see what he could truly do, and, and that was have a good season. Hopefully next year they can get him involved in the passing game and actually move him up a little bit. 
but uh, they he's had a great season. Carlos Hyde is still a good running back, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in a team like the Jets that are absolutely mm-hmm. going to be looking for a new running back next year. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so you said you like the uh, Jags and the points, the six and a half. I do. I think they, they want to come out here, and the defense wants to prove a point and uh, go out the season on a high note. Mm. What about our Giants? You think they're going to try to uh, go out on a high note and prove a point against the hated Cowboys? Six-point favorite Giants. Uh, no one's playing for the for the Cowboys. Uh, but uh, what's his name? The Cowboys will never admit it. But uh, <laughs> Prescott's probably not going to play more than the series. Uh, Zeke, if the, if he plays, they're, they're you know. It doesn't make any make any sense yeah. to play Zeke uh, more right. than a couple of series, maybe. Yeah. Even that, he's had almost 400 touches already this year. So they, they need mm-hmm. to let him, you know, get a week to relax. Yeah, put your feet up there, Zeke. That's enough. Yeah, really. You've done enough for now. <laughs> uh, Saquon, cornerstone of of of, of my uh, DFS lineup. Yeah, he's definitely you know considered the the chalk of the chalk this week because mm-hmm, he's going to mm-hmm. play play all game and go against the mm-hmm. Dallas defense is probably going to be playing a lot of its backups. Yeah, uh, I got a prop bet for you involving Saquon Barkley and uh, it, it involves the offensive rookie of the year. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you, Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield. Who's the Rookie of the Year? Maybe neither of the two. Maybe you think someone else should uh, be the Rookie of the Year. But uh, we'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Can you feel it? From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. The guitar version of uh, House of the Rising Sun, classic by the animals. And hey, do you want to be the next Daily Fantasy legend? Well, try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from Fantasy Pros. Free NBA DFS projections. Free optimizer access. And free everything else you need to dominate Daily Fantasy basketball this holiday season. Stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. This is DailyRoto.com that we're talking about here, and promo code is DRHOLIDAYS. So great stuff uh, from uh, DailyRoto.com. And, and Jim, I have to give uh, the folks at Daily Roto uh, their props, man. They uh, nailed it with uh, Jamal Williams last week. They they nail it a lot when it yes, comes to do. their uh, <laughs> lineup optim- uh, their uh, the lineup optimizer. And so, it seems uh, like hey. a lot of those things that they nail, I I, I just don't see coming and end up blindsiding yeah. me anyway. Right, right, right. Absolutely great tool, and uh, you get to access it for free uh, for a limited time. So check it out. It'll definitely uh, help you. So, uh, so I teased a uh, prop bet regarding uh, the rookie of the year, offensive uh, rookie of the year, uh, Saquon Barkley minus one thirty, Baker Mayfield minus one ten. Uh, what about Nick Chubb getting a mention here? You, you think that? Uh, but the two top two, do you agree, being uh, Saquon and Baker? I think you'd have to go with Saquon and Baker. I think they're definitely the yeah. top two. But for me, it's mm-hmm. Saquon all the way. He's lived up mm-hmm. to all the hype that he could possibly live up to with the number two pick. And, 
You know, Baker mm-hmm. has had a very solid year, especially since they made the change and got rid of the coaching staff that was holding him back. He, he's really come on mm-hmm. strong. But I still think mm-hmm. it's got to be Barkley, who, who's just really having a phenomenal year. Yep, yep. And uh, Barkley, just, just a couple of uh, stats. 87 uh, catches for running backs. Uh, only Christian McCaffrey with 106 has more at the running back position. He needs 114 yards from scrimmage this week to uh, become just the third rookie to gain at least 2,000 scrimmage yards. And the other two, uh, I think you've heard of them, Jim. Eric Dickerson and uh, Edrin James. Yeah, two guys that have <laughs> had great rookie seasons. I agree, and he's got a yeah. great chance of getting there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, anybody else here that you like uh, in this game? Uh, you got to like uh, Evan Ingram, right? He's been coming on. Uh, Dallas D uh, allowing uh, NFL's fourth most tight end catches per game, just over five per game. And uh, when Odell Beckham is out, and he is again this week, uh, Ingram has averaged uh, nearly uh, four more uh, PPR points per game for his career when Beckham is out. Uh, Sterling Shepard's another guy, obviously, averages uh, eight and a half targets per game uh, when Beckham is inactive and uh, 6.3 targets when uh, OBJ is active. So do you like both of these guys? Shepard a little less. I like Ingram a lot more, but uh, mm-hmm. Ingram, uh, you know, Ingram is is definitely been playing better the last couple of weeks. Now that he looks fully healthy, and I like him a lot this week. Shepard had you know a big week last week, but a lot of that was predicated on that one big play. Uh, mm-hmm. So he needs that kind of play again to be to be in there. But you know, without Russell Shepard there, it should play a little bit more towards him. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you like the Giants to to cover this game? <laughs> I hope not. Um, mm. Again, another meaningless game that I'd rather they lose, but there is a good shot that they end up covering this game just because, uh, again, we don't <laughs> think that there's going to be a lot of Dallas starters on the field. Right. I'm with you. I think the Giants cover this easy, uh, and I'd rather that uh, they lost. Uh, but, hey, you know, you don't always get what you want. Sometimes you get what you need. At least that's what the Stones said, right? You want to see the Stones this year? I mean, they're, they're back on tour. Yeah, they're, they're coming uh, around here as well. Uh, I'm hoping to try and go to see them. But so far, from what I've seen, the ticket prices are just crazy. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure. And ever since they've gone to legalize scalping, the ticket prices mm-hmm. have just gotten crazy. I'm lucky enough, though, that I, I've seen Stones quite often in concert over the years. So if I end up not going, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I've seen them a couple of times, but uh, you're right. I mean, ticket prices, uh, I was thrilled when I was able to see uh, the Bruce Springsteen Broadway show on Netflix, right, as opposed to spending a, a grand on a ticket. Yeah, exactly. I know you're not a big Bruce fan, though. But. I, I love his early stuff. I didn't love his later stuff. And, you know, when he tried mm-hmm. to go away from the E Street Band, um, that, right. that, that bothered me a lot. It just, you know, those were the guys that were with him forever and doing a great job and, you know, I think he just wanted to go a different way, and I didn't like the way he ended up going, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, some people don't like him because he gets a little too political. But uh, hey, you know, if you if you don't like him, just don't listen to his music. Simple as that, right? But uh, I still listen to his music. Just a lot of his old stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tenth yeah. Avenue Freeze Out. That all that album sure. was oh, outstanding. Yeah. One of the best albums of mm-hmm. all time. But you know, mm-hmm. and. Fortunately, unfortunately, I should say I've gotten a chance to meet him a couple of times and not the nicest of guys. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, on another show. And I, I was surprised because he uh, must have some good PR because every time he's mentioned, like, you know, in, in the news or whatnot or on the the, the, uh, well, you know, the he, page you know, six. He does do stuff for charities, things like that. So that's what yeah. usually he gets written about. But, you know, he, mm-hmm. he is, he's. Definitely turned into a kind of prima donna in his elder years. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, is he a prima donna? Because uh, he's uh, going to have to show the uh, Bucks that he's worth the Bucks, right? I mean, uh, we got the uh, next game we'll talk about is the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Uh, Falcons are a one point favorite playing in Tampa Bay. And. Uh, 
let's see, uh, the Bucks owe him $20.9 million non-guaranteed 2019 salary. Uh, but they could walk away from it, like I said, non-guaranteed. So it's a big game for Jameis Winston. No playoff implications for either of these teams. Yeah, none whatsoever. Um, and, you know, two bad defenses going against each other. Winston, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. at home should be able to put up points against Atlanta. Over the last five games, they've given up almost 1,250 yards, 11 passing touchdowns uh, with only two interceptions. So, you know, Winston mm-hmm. should be in play here, but I'm just not a big Winston fan. I, I will be surprised if they decide to pay that next year. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to pay him, though, no? Somebody most likely will. I, again, it's just <laughs> a lot of teams out there that I'm not a big fan going, as well. Tell you the truth, uh, yeah, uh, just, Winston. somebody will mm-hmm. pay him. I'm just uh, as long as it's not the Giants, I don't care. Ooh, oh, that, I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, boy, I'd almost uh, want Geno Smith back <laughs> than, yeah, really. than Winston. <laughs> Well, uh, Winston, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in his last four games against the Falcons, uh, including uh, 395 uh, passing yards in a game. Uh, by the way, no Deshaun Jackson uh, for the Bucks. Uh, Adam Humphreys, three for 82 in his first meeting against the Falcons this season, uh, had 10 catches for 79 yards last week. And uh, Falcons have been pretty generous to uh, slot receivers. Uh, I'm thinking that uh, Humphreys might be a sneaky play in a, in a DFS lineup that will allow you to get some more chalk in it. Well, our friends at Daily Roto really like Godwin this week. Uh, they have Godwin. Do they? Okay. pretty high value. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're floating with, with Godwin. And like you said, it pretty much when they pick these guys up the lower level tier that they hit pretty, yeah. pretty hard often on them. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to probably ride with Godwin. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I, I take the optimizer over my advice uh, as well. <laughs> um, I love the optimizer. I love playing with that thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you could get lost for an hour or two in it. Easily. I get lost for more than that. <laughs> I start playing with, yeah. with stacks and changing the percentage owned, and uh, I play with mm-hmm. the, the whole nine yards. Mm. What's uh, Tevin Coleman's status? Because uh, I'm liking this guy, Brian Hill. Uh, oh, eight carries, 115 rushing yards. Yeah. 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 Coleman is supposed to play last I heard. Uh, he's supposed to be mm-hmm. ready to go. So that, that hurts Hill a little bit. But, you know, when you're talking mm-hmm. about him playing with a groin injury, he could come out of the game at any time. Mm-hmm. What are we likely, thinking about this next? Going to be his last game with them. <laughs> he's not coming back yeah. next year. Yeah. So yeah. So he's not coming back next year. Uh, who do you think has the the the, the more fantasy productive season for these uh, Falcons next year? Is it uh, Devonta Freeman or Ido Smith? Remember Devonta Freeman? No, Devonta Freeman. <laughs> when he gets yeah. healthy, he's still their number one. Ego yeah. has shown that he's not ready to be a number one back yet. Hmm. All right. Julio Jones expected to play, but uh, how much? He's uh, dealing with the hip and rib injuries. Uh, but uh, I got a prop bet for him uh, over under 99 and a half yards. I'm going to go under just because I don't think he has to play all game. I'm not sure he will play mm-hmm. all game. Um, you know, I think he gets out there, he starts, maybe plays a half. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's all he plays. They have nothing to play for. Why why put him out there to get injured? It looks like he's pretty much got the lock on, um, you know, the yardage total, receiving total, uh, unless DeAndre Hopkins has a major game and Jones does nothing. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think he's pretty much got it locked up. Yeah. And uh, like you mentioned, I mean, uh, two uh, – Bad defenses, but actually the Bucks' defense is moving in the right direction, right? Since uh, they've uh, brought in Mike Duffner uh, over the last five games, given up just over 20 points per game. Uh, before that, weeks 1 through 11, uh, almost 33 points per game. And uh, also uh, yeah, at home, they uh, give up uh, 15 fewer points per game at home than on the road. So uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, game. What do you think uh, – over under is 51 and a half. Do you see it uh, turning into that kind of a, a contest? I do think it should be some points on the board. I think that both these teams mm-hmm. are going to put points on through the air because both defenses are playing much better against the run. Over the last five mm-hmm. weeks, Atlanta's number two, Tampa Bay's number five. 
against the run. Mm-hmm. They've done a much better job. Atlanta's only given up two touchdowns to running backs in those five weeks as well. So uh, I think this is going to be a game where they go all out in the air, and both teams are still very susceptible to being beaten through the air. Mm. Think the Bucks win this one? Home underdog? No. No, okay. look Matty Wright and Ryan has had a a really good season I think they want to go out on a high note based on the fact Mm -hmm. that the team has had a terrible season I think they want to go out on a high note Steve Sarkeesian uh, gone no I mean it's not official but uh, that's the uh, prevalent thought offensive coordinator (laughs) as the magic eight ball would say all signs point to yes Mm, all right uh, what do you think happened to them this year? Was it the injuries that 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 did, undid that team? Falcons. Well, the injuries killed that defense early, right away, mm-hmm. and because of that, you know, Matt Ryan had to take so much more onto his shoulders, and you know, with Freeman getting hurt so early, and Coleman not really stepping up into that number one role, all of those things just came together at the same time and mm-hmm. just really killed this team. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. We have the uh, Chiefs playing the Raiders uh, at Kansas City. They are, I have them at a 13.5 point favorite, some big spreads this week. Uh, (laughs) 52.5 is the over-under. Raiders uh, winning on Monday night, the Masters of Monday night. Kansas City could clinch the AFC West Division title and home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with a Kansas City win. And a lot of other things have to happen. So this game means something to the Chiefs. I think they go come out swinging. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. I think they come out swinging. <laughs> but then I think Oakland's offense comes out swinging as well. You know, Derek Carr has been playing much better since they traded Cooper. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, this offense coming down around. And Jordy Nelson over the last few weeks has been big. Yeah. Uh, I think that combo again is big. Jared Cook has been a lot more consistent than people really still give him credit for. So I think yeah. all of those guys are in play. But, yeah, I do think KC comes out and really just wants to knock this out of the park. Mm. Although the uh, biggest Spencer. question is going to be, for most people, right, you know, just the guy you were just about to mention, Spencer Ware. Yeah. Uh, he's healthy. He's going to play this week. Do they give him the lion's share of the work, or do they give it back to Damian Williams and make him the the, the key guy here? For me, if, it's got to be Damian Williams. The last two weeks, he's looked much better than Spencer Ware ever has for them. But we just don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. It could be a, a full-out timeshare. Mm. Uh, they just uh, they just signed Williams to a two-year contract extension, I believe. Yes, absolutely, for mm-hmm. $8.1 yeah, million. Yeah. Uh, most of it yeah. incentive-laden contracts, so he's got to hit mm-hmm. certain numbers to get that kind of number. So, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think he can be a number one for them. I think he he's absolutely a good number one for them just because he, mm-hmm. he plays in all facets of the game. He's a great receiver and a good running back. And in this offense, that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I, mean, I am wondering whether or not, uh, what kind of role Spencer Ware is going to have this week. Uh, I mean, is it so much up in the air that you would avoid using a Damian Williams in a DFS lineup? I'm not, I, I put him in one or two hoping I'm right. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. It's hard for me to recommend to others to do that. But I did put him in a couple of mine, hoping that he does get the lion's share again. Mm -hmm. Interesting uh, road home splits for these two teams. Kansas City allows a little over 34 points per game uh, when they're away uh, versus uh, 20, just a little over 20 when they play home. And uh, Raiders uh, averaging... 22, a little over 22 points per game when they play at home, and 15, a little over 15 on the road. So uh, you're thinking that the uh, Raiders can come out swinging as well. You think that they uh, are able to cover this 13.5? That's a big spread. No, yeah, I don't think they cover the 13.5. I think Kansas Mm -hmm. City, I think they keep it fairly close in the first half, and Kansas City goes away. And then they just pull away? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, well, when we come back, uh, got more games to go over. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, Chargers, Broncos. Got more for you here on the Fantasy Sports Raider Network Weekend. Fantasy Update. 